Hi, this is James Devine, and I am an educator who has come out of the trenches. Listen in as my friend and colleague Dana Goodyear shares stories and tips from other educators who have come out of the trenches. Welcome to the Out of the Trenches podcast. This is Dana Goodyear. Thanks for listening. My next guest is Dr. Matthew Downing. He is an experienced educator currently working as a K-12 supervisor of online learning in a large public school district. Dr. Downing is passionate about fostering innovative educational opportunities for teachers and students. He does that through thoughtful, hands-on learning experiences. On top of that, Dr. Downing is considering ways to move education forward. Check him out at divingdeepedu.libsyn.com. Well, welcome to the podcast, Matt. Yeah, Dana, thanks for having me on. Excited to talk about these things. And thanks for all the work you're doing with this podcast and all the other stuff you're doing. Thanks for uh, getting in touch. And I'm excited also to record on your podcast uh, this week. And we'll talk about your podcast as well. But we'll start off with asking, tell me about a time when you were in the trenches and managed to crawl out. Oh, man, uh, in the trenches. Well, in that that's a complex question because in some ways I'm I'm still in the trenches, right? And uh and in some areas I, I haven't climbed out of the trenches. And then the, there's so many different areas in your life, right? So we have our life, our school, then our life is made up of so many different parts as well. But I'll get I, I won't get too deep into life areas where I, I climbed out of the trenches or or maybe still haven't uh, climbed out of the trenches. So back when I think about school and think about education and think about kids and think about teaching um you know there there are so many times where you're in the trenches and you got to get out mm-hmm. so sometimes those those trenches could be shallow um so it's easy to get back out and sometimes those trenches are more difficult uh to get out of and you need a lot of help so when i think about that just off the top of my head it brings me back to a moment uh maybe 4 years into teaching and, you know, I'm in an urban school and, you know, whatever, there's there's difficulties and all of those sorts of things. Um, but but I loved that school. I loved being there. I liked uh, teaching, interacting with the students. And this one particular day um, what was a rougher day, you know, <laughs> when it's a rough day, mm-hmm. you feel stress around you. And that can take a toll in, in many ways. And the building as a whole was was a little bit chaotic uh, mm-hmm. so the, the class dismissed and i uh you know to middle school so i i was walking the halls just trying to move kids along you know you gotta get the class you know, <laughs> we're in school um you, you know you should be learning and uh the bell rang and these kids are really really late and they were congregating and i didn't know any of these students but i'm a teacher I'm trying to make a difference. So I go up to the kids and I'm not really confrontational. Um, I'm not a big uh, football guy and I, I don't yell at people. That's not the way I interact. So I'm going up. Hey, guys, uh, you know, we got to get to class. Um, and one of the kids comes out of the group and like steps to me like we're about to fight. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm like, whoa, what is going on here? You know what I mean? And, uh, you know, I'm a young teacher, so I step to him, too. And I'm like, what is going on? And my, you know, fight or flight responses mm-hmm, are, are mm-hmm. ringing. And I'm like, this is crazy. Like the feelings that I have here, because I love being here, 
but I'm feeling this high stress and high uh, anxiety and all of these different features going on within a school building where we're supposed to be learning and interacting with the students in a positive way. Thankfully, another teacher was there, saw that that this wasn't a good situation, <laughs> helped intervene and disperse the kids. But I had to go mm-hmm. teach in yeah. 30 seconds. So I'm walking down to my classroom and I could not compose myself. Um, so I called to the office and I never called to the office. I called to the office and I'm like, hey, I just need somebody down here real quick. And they're like, what? And so the principal came down because, you know, I don't ever call to the office. So something happened and he could see in my eyes that I wasn't OK. And I wasn't. Yeah. So he calls security. Security comes. He's like, hey, uh, you know, he has security. So he goes like, take over the class. Just watch them. And then he took me and he just put his arm around my shoulder and we just walked around the neighborhood for like 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. Wow. Say much. I didn't say much. Mm-hmm. but I knew he was there for me and I knew he had my back. And then after some time I deescalated, I was calm. He checked in on me later and we talked through the situation and thought about ways I could have done things differently. And then uh, he took care of the student. But the reason I bring that up is because it's a powerful story and it brings to me because it brought, to the forefront the importance of relationships so mm-hmm. i knew that principle in a in a deeper way and he knew me and i knew he had my back and i was okay and all it took was his arm around my shoulder and going for a walk in the midst of a very chaotic stressful mm-hmm. high intense situation and through that you know i was able to get out of the trench and i was able to interact with that student again and that student and I uh and were okay and and we moved on and that student had a consequence I don't know if it was anything big because I didn't push for anything uh big because it was just it it took me off guard um and then another situation that I that I think about is another principal I had um a couple years earlier in my first year teaching Mm-hmm. another crazy building and there's a lot of craziness going on and I didn't know uh, if I was going to make it. Right. Mm-hmm. But that, that principal, uh, you know, knew I was a good teacher and had started having me over for dinner, started having me over for meals. And, and I knew that, 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 that principal had my back and that helped, right. Get me out of the trench and keep me moving because of that relationship Right. That that principal could have said all of they all they wanted, done a, so many observations, which they actually never did any observations, any of those principles, which I don't know if that's good. But uh, but there was that relationship yeah. that helped get me out of the trench and keep me moving. And those are two that I think about um, that I'm thinking about now. And I think about sometimes when I go back to education and and sort of the pivotal moments in my life and mm-hmm. uh, and and what was important in that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's um, it's I think it's a rare uh, thing um, for newer teachers these days to actually have a principal that mm. will take the time yeah. to come down. Um, you know, they hear you're calling the office for help, and 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 you know, step outside and help de-escalate you. Um, mm-hmm. And then that principal that would have you over for dinner when you were a new teacher and maybe new to the yeah. area. And, you know, um, it was great that you had the opportunity 
to have that support. Um, I think more principals are learning now that they need that staff mm-hmm. um, connectedness, right? And I think they are trying at least among the staff to build that community. Um, yeah. But I do see leaders, um, at least in my experience, that um, you know, kind of are standoffish. Um, yeah. And I really think um, it goes a long way, like you said, mm-hmm. um, when they take the time uh, to get to know you, to see, you know, you're not in a good place um, and then help you move on, recognize what um, the posturing of the student did to you. And then, you know, um, really recognize that you needed that time to deescalate. You weren't able to teach. I mean, I'm sure I've had situations with students that, you know, had me in a bad place <laughs> throughout the yeah. years I taught. And um, I probably wouldn't have even thought of calling the office, you know, because you don't always get, you know, somebody to pick up or, yeah. you know, but I'm glad that you took the time and um, that you were able to get through that. And um, yeah, it didn't, it didn't cause you to leave education. No, 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 no. And another thing I want to point out, like hopping off what you said, mm-hmm. these these principals were very relational, but they were also good leaders. So yeah. they weren't just buddy buddy, like, oh, let me just like you want to go get a drink, like hang out. Yeah. Like it wasn't it wasn't like that. They casted a vision. And when they would talk, people would listen. And when they had a mm-hmm. vision, people would follow. But with me, and I don't know if everyone felt like that with, with those leaders, but with me, I also felt this relationship that's, mm-hmm. yeah, my arms around you. I'm here as a support when you need me and we're going to do this together. And here's the vision. Now, so I've also seen some principals and their buddy buddy with everyone and all the all the teachers think that's cool, like at the beginning. But then they all complain like six months later, oh, this principal is not giving us a vision or they're not leading or they're not taking care of business. So like teachers, I think, want both. Right. They Mm -hmm. want that principal that's strong and giving a leader, giving a vision and and casting something bigger than themselves, but also willing to come alongside, put their arm around somebody and like we're in this together. We're going to keep moving. I'm not better than you. Um, We're you know, we're in this together. So I think that's important too. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, the servant leader, mm-hmm. but also the visionary leader. Yeah. Well. Yeah. 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 Um, let's talk a little bit about your current um, role. So um, you're a technology integration specialist, but you're also the interim uh, supervisor of online learning for your district. Yeah. Um, so talk to me about kind of what that entails yeah. and um, kind of how the online learning component is in your district. Yeah, so I'm in a urban school district. It's about, just to give people a, an idea of the landscape, it's about 1,000 teachers, you know, mm-hmm. 15,000 students. Um, so within my role, I'm helping sort of uh, cast the vision or create the vision and, and implement it within online learning. So we have three modes within our school district, and this is for K through 12. The student can do an asynchronous uh, online learning. So they could, you know, they have the same curriculum, but they're interacting with it on their daily basis, right? They don't have to live stream. They can also live stream synchronous. So they're following the same exact curriculum as a student that's in class, 
but they're mm -hmm. beaming in through video cameras and interacting with the teacher that way. And then you have the live. So the students can go in and out of all three of those in sort of a fluid way. We ask that they uh, and really try to push that they make the switch at quarters or semesters because mm -hmm. um, it's a lot on the teacher. So the teacher. So let's talk about the teacher. The teacher might have uh, three different modes of instruction in their class. One teacher. Mm -hmm. So that one teacher might be teaching kids in person. They might mm -hmm. have kids beaming in through video cameras that have been installed in the classrooms. Now, these are video cameras that they can't get live to the public. Um, you know, it's like through Zoom or whatever, but it has mm -hmm. to be plugged in. So they're not mm -hmm. like going on all the time. And then that teacher might have students that are asynchronous. Now, the asynchronous mm -hmm. courses have been created uh, by the district. We're, we're not outsourcing stuff through Pearson. So okay. we've created these, tailored them to our actual curriculum and they've been made um by the teachers and and i've helped with that with that process as well so that's not as tricky but the teacher does have to interact with those students obviously but that mm -hmm. curriculum has been created we're not using any third-party curriculum um so it's a lot for the teacher so the teachers that are doing it well are putting in a lot of thought they're putting in a lot of work and they are excelling and they're really helping the students. Teachers that are struggling, I can feel for them. You know, one thing I, I think a lot about in my own life and in other people's work is, is the impact of context switching. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Shifting from one context to another. And you could probably relate to this with all of the different things you have going on. Um, when we shift from one to another, we lose time and we lose focus and we lose energy. Mm -hmm. And we oftentimes think we can switch more than what we can. And it has a toll on our minds. And mm -hmm. I feel for the teachers that have to switch between these three contexts on a on a daily basis. So um, what am I really interested in? I'm interested in, in curating uh, an environment that is learner friendly and impacts them in a transformative way. Um, okay. and so I'm hoping we're getting there. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So your um, job is more focused on the teachers um, that they're supported rather than um, kind of the, the curriculum development piece or. No, I do. I do both. So I help with the curriculum development, working with the other supervisors. Um, I work with the teachers and then I also work with the families and the students. OK, uh, so it's not uncommon for a family to reach out. And then I'll walk them through it. Sometimes they're just confused about the process. Sometimes. This podcast is a proud member of the Teach Better Podcast Network. Better today, better tomorrow, and the podcast to get you there. You can find out more at teachbetter.com slash podcast. Now let's get back to the episode. I talked I talk to one, one family. They, uh. The, the teacher was like, hey, they're not they're not showing up. I'm like, mm -hmm. oh, what's, what's up with that? You know, so let me reach out. I reach out. Nobody reaches out. I reach out to emergency contact. It's the uncle. The uncle is the nicest guy. I'm like, I'm like, I just want to support. You know, I'm trying to help out. Want to make sure the student is getting their education. The uncle's like, well, he's been in Africa for a month. <laughs> I'm like, OK, well, so that's why he hasn't logged in. But it's really sad, though, because his mom died. Um mm -hmm. So I was able to support and and work as a mediator between that situation. 
so the student wasn't truant. I was able to help the, the family through a difficult mm-hmm. time and walk them through that. And and so I do that too, not that extreme, but I always want to help the families, um, you know, walk across that that bridge. Um, mm-hmm. Sometimes they get stuck. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, and then I've seen that as well when I've worked with attendants that they are people signed up for online learning. Um, I know. And you have to make sure that mm-hmm. they're actually active. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, let's shift and talk about um, your podcast, diving deeper edu. Um, you previously uh, had a podcast, rethinking edu, but that was a project you worked on uh, during your doctorate. Uh, but let's talk about kind of what uh, Diving Deeper EDU um, talks about kind of the format of the podcast, yeah. um, what the next series will be or other series that you might have planned this spring. Yep. Um, yeah. Yeah. So Rethinking EDU was started with uh, three friends at Northeastern University, Mike Dunn, Janine Dunn, not related, Julie Cook. Um, and he was just three good friends. And we got mm-hmm. thinking about innovative uh you know, educational ideas right when the pandemic hit. And so Mike is sort of the visionary leader and he got us together and we just started having conversation with, with, uh, you know, different people within education. And since, and so that went really well, we got up to 50 episodes, uh, our last episode. Um, and that, that podcast is still live and then diving deep, uh, edu, I sort of launched that in the midst of rethinking EDU to have mm-hmm. a, a little bit more of a focus. It's just me talking to people. I started talking about, because my background's in technology integration. So I started talking about leaders within technology integration, people from Google and and, and other people like that. Um, and, and we had really good conversations and you could go back to the first batch and look. And then I started taking a, making a switch to, mm-hmm. I wanted to talk to people that have been successful in their life and i wanted to to really like dive into what made them successful and what's their approach on education so these Mm -hmm. wouldn't be educational leaders so for example i had three of the uh the founding members of hamilton the musical Um, oh wow yeah and that was really interesting maybe i had four um and that was really interesting because i wanted to hear like who they were you know mm-hmm, and i wanted mm-hmm. to hear how they viewed education because oftentimes and it's you know i've i've had this view the arts is sort of this outlier within education mm-hmm. and i think we need to bring them to the center and get a greater view so that those were really really good conversations and then my kids are obsessed with hamilton so i had them on as the final uh episode within them and they talked uh to all of the people and asked them like cute questions mm-hmm. Um, and then and then I talked to Olympians, you know, people that have won medals and I wanted to hear their story. You know, these are like crazy competitive people that have reached the top of a sport, you know, and I had one of the people from the Hall of Fame, you know, in on volleyball, this this guy from. Uh, I think he's from Serbia. Um yeah, he's from Serbia. So he was on. And I had him. I had some swimmers. I had uh, some skaters and different people that that have won medals. And I wanted to hear from them what is their philosophy. You know, yeah. what do they think? You know, these are crazy competitive people, and they brought a new lens. I've had authors, uh, especially children's books author, mm-hmm. uh, children book authors. Um, you know, one of that my kids' favorites is Skippy John Jones. Uh, so we had that author on, and and that was such a sweet, sweet episode. And 
from that we got to meet with her and hang out with her and that was a really really special time um for me and for my kids she's such a sweet lady um and so those are the sorts of conversations i've had and i really enjoyed those um different authors uh new york times uh, journalists and things like that and they've helped us think about education a little bit differently and yeah. then i'm shifting now because I see there's a an issue, and everyone can see this, you know, with teacher hiring and, yeah. and teacher access. And maybe we could talk about this more later. I don't know if we'll have time, but so that's where I'm going uh, yeah. in the next, in really the foreseeable future. So I'm not going to do a, a short, I've done a mini lesson on blended learning, a mini series on blended learning, um, but I'm not going to, this isn't going to be a mini series. This is going to be the, the new shift. So maybe okay. even for the next 50 episodes, I'm going to be exploring teacher retention with people like yourself and and researchers and other teachers in the field and teachers that have left the field and i want to know like what are the reasons what are the causes what are the sticking points what mm -hmm. are the issues around this huge issue that's going to impact education for the foreseeable future mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah and i think it's great to have that focus like you said you've talked to people that you know, are not are not necessarily working in education like Olympians and mm -hmm. uh, children's book authors and things, but also to pinpoint reasons. And I mean, there's reasons galore, but um, it's kind of also depending on where people are and, mm -hmm. you know, in their career. And like you mentioned with your trench story, it's also uh, a lot of the time lack of support uh, the lead te teachers to leave. Right. And, yeah. you know, and we'll talk about that some on the, your podcast when I'm a guest, yeah. kind of how I, in my book, talk about, uh, you mm -hmm. know, you can be in trenches, right. And then, uh, finding your way out or getting the supports. Yeah. Um, but definitely that's not a new topic, right. Mm -hmm. uh, teacher retention. And it just seems to be getting worse. Um, I have experienced this year, there are a little fewer people leaving, right. Okay. Um, at the school I'm at there, as far as I know, we have not had anybody leave first semester, you know, there might be somebody, um, you know, that leaves at semester shift. Yeah. Uh, but last year, uh, you know, people were dropping like flies, you could yeah. say. So. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, so maybe, maybe we're on the lookup. Uh, we'll see, but, um, I hope we've had, yeah, we've had a great conversation about, uh, some of your experiences uh, as a teacher in your current role as well and your podcast. Out of everything we've talked about today, what's one thing you'd like listeners to remember? Yeah, probably to go back to the beginning and yeah. thinking about relationships, you know, how key they are, um, you know, as us within education, we want teachers, yeah. we want to have relationships with students and for our leaders that are that are listening, that are tuning in. You know, we, we got to get back to the core. So we know within the classroom that a relationship with a student transforms the classroom, right? Without mm -hmm. a doubt, we can all say that. But with leaders and teachers that are listening, let's keep that at the forefront. And leaders, we need to make sure we're building relationships with the students and the teachers within the classroom. And I would also want people to leave, leave with, and we didn't really talk about this, but the idea of humility. Yeah. So I'm I'm a big proponent of change bringing about change i want to mm -hmm. change and i want to iterate and i want to figure things out but i want to do that with a with a posture of humility that mm -hmm. i i want to bring about change and i have ideas that galore right i got ideas i could have sticky notes up on my wall 
but I'm not convinced that those ideas are the best. Yeah. I want to bring an idea on the table and you could rip it to shreds, but I'm bringing it with a, with a posture of humility. And you should also rip that to shreds with a posture of humility. Mm -hmm. And as we're doing that, we're going to bring about real change and lasting change as a result of our, our interaction, our collaboration and coming to the table with ideas and with humility that we don't know the best. I've read so many books. Like I don't even want to count the number of books I've read. I've read, taken so many classes and all this and all that, so many degrees and blah, blah, blah. But I still am not convinced that I know the best way um, Mm -hmm. forward for a certain context, for a certain situation. I am an expert in many, many areas, but it doesn't mean that I know the best way forward for a certain situation. And I want to approach that with humility. And I think, um, you know, it's a challenge for everyone to do that as well. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, I really like how you uh, put that, like you, you know, you might have these degrees, you might have these courses, but you know, you're still learning. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I feel the same way in terms of change and ideas. Yeah. Um, but it's also approaching how um, you can serve that community in the best way that is the right way for them. So um, sounds like that's what you're doing in your current role. Um, So uh, where can people connect with you and find you online? Yeah, so uh, Diving Deep EDU. um, Yeah, I I, uh, sort of got rid of my my custom domain. I got to get that back. But if you just search Diving Deep EDU on Mm -hmm. podcast or even on Google. uh, And the main the main social media that I use is LinkedIn. So you can mm-hmm. connect with me there and find some links. There's links and, uh, and everything on my LinkedIn page. I keep that up pretty okay. well with links and resources and, and reach out and contact me on there. Great. Great. Well, it was great having you on the out of the trenches podcast today and, uh, look forward to chatting with you as well yeah. for your podcast. Uh, thanks so much. Have a great day. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks for having me. My book, Out of the Trenches, Stories of Resilient Educators, has now been published. You can access it through Amazon. You can buy it at the Road to Awesome website, or you can get it through my website at danagoodier.com. Please leave a review, and you can also access it on Kindle. Check out the show notes on danagoodier.com to learn more about this guest and links to their social media. Please subscribe share, rate, and review wherever you download this podcast. Tell your friends and colleagues about it. And if this episode resonates, especially with you, be sure to share it out on social media and tag me at out of trenches PC. Mm-hmm.